Folks, it was a weekend of must-win games uh, in games in which the Jets did not look like they were actually going to win. The Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning both presented extremely stiff road tests, but thanks to Connor Hellebuck and some wonderful contributions from Winnipeg's top nine, somehow the Jets ended up squeezing out all four points on a critical road trip. We'll dive into these games and how the Jets are now better positioned to hold on to a playoff spot, all coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said at the top of this episode, obviously, Winnipeg recently hasn't been super good. Um, Whether they're outplaying their opponents and losing or just outright losing to better teams uh, or even some not so great teams, the Jets just, I don't know, they needed some kind of a mojo boost. Uh, I, I know that Winnipeg certainly isn't the strongest team in the world. I know that You know, there are some roster issues that the coaching staff can't really work around, but by the same token, you'd like this Jets team to take care of business a little more frequently, Uh, even against teams like the, you know, like the Sharks, right? The Sharks are Bedard bound, and sure, you might say that, well, when you see them play, they're actually a little bit better than their record, but, you know, that goaltending should be on the weaker side, should have been something for the Jets to take both points out of, and instead they only got one, so... All this to say, you know, this 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 road trip out to the east is looking like a bit of a, a, a slog, man. I mean, you've got both Florida teams at the start, which I got to be honest, man. I did not expect uh, Winnipeg to come away with points out of these games. Not because both are flawless teams that are playing at the peak of their performance. It's just Winnipeg hasn't been particularly great recently, and it wouldn't have shocked me if the Jets... Um, really struggled on a back-to-back set of games. And more intriguingly, Connor Hellebuck started both. So, yeah, a lot to ask of this team. And then, of course, you know, right after that, the Jets have the Hurricanes and the Bruins. So this is like a murderer's row of, of quality, if we're being honest. Even the fringy Panthers are a pain in the butt. So, again, my expectation for this weekend and for this week was maybe two to three points if Winnipeg was fortunate. But... Uh, asking more from that, you know, on the road would be really, really hard. But somehow in these first two games, Connor Hellebuck having started both, the Jets ended up getting all four points. I mean, that's kind of amazing when you think about it. Uh, Also very conveniently timed because the Calgary Flames and Nashville Predators have ended up both dropping some points here and there. Um, The the, the Flames in particular, they just won tonight. And I think the Flames uh, Flames won and I think um, the Preds also won. But they've had some mixed results the past couple of games, which gives the Jets a little bit of breathing room. So this was a really good opportunity to 
grab a few extra points, try and get back into the top three of the Central Division. And as of right now, the Jets have. But, you know, Colorado will probably catch up with some games in hand on Winnipeg. So let's not get too comfortable yet. But all of this to say, these games technically might not have been must-win games, but they sure felt like it. The first game against the Panthers... Yeah, Winnipeg, frankly, did not deserve to come out of this with both points. Uh, Paul Maurice's team was faster, more aggressive, thought they were more creative with the puck, uh, and Hellebuck really had to be extremely sharp. He faced, like, what, I don't know, 40-plus shots again, and the Jets really didn't create that much. Uh, It was only because Sergei Bobrovsky is not particularly great as of late that I think the Jets ended up coming out of this one on top. Uh, Winnipeg scored a couple of really greasy goals. They had some important contributions from Ehlers, from Shifley. Um, Nemesnikov had himself a brace, which congrats for uh, Vlad. I mean, he has been a nice find and a nice acquisition. He's been anchoring now the, the, the second line spot thanks to Dubois missing it. And Lowry just not really giving the Jets quite enough offensively, unfortunately. And Nemesnikov repaid Winnipeg's faith with a couple of goals in a really critical game. Uh, This was sort of his usual style of crashing the net, creating chaos down low, and profiting off of that, which, you know what, we will take. It doesn't have to be pretty, just has to be. And then, uh, of course, you know, the Jets being the Jets, defensively, not so great. Uh, You know, Ryan Hart, Chuck, all of those guys caused some issues. The Jets even conceded a goal to Mark Stahl, which, yikes, uh, is all I can say. But look, at the end of the day, Hellebuck made some massive saves. I think that's the most important part is, is seeing Hellebuck back on top because a lot of Winnipeg's success over the next few weeks and in the postseason, much like the regular season, will rely on Helly being at his Vezina form best, which, you know, this year we haven't always seen with him, not because, you know, he's a bad goalie or anything. The past couple of weeks, it's just he's looked a little more mortal and average, which most goaltenders, even the Vezina ones, you expect to have a rough patch. I think the biggest question was, when would he go back to being Vezina caliber? First half of the season, zero question. One of the Vezina favorites for me. Uh, the middle portion, you know, had a couple of rough patches. And now we're kind of getting into the last stretch where we really, really need him to be uh, back to that that Vezina caliber form. And in this game, he was. Somehow he managed to keep the Jets alive just long enough to get to overtime. And in overtime, the Florida Panthers kind of dummied the Jets. But thankfully... Uh, a lucky rebound created by Kyle Connor, set up Mark Shifley. Shifley rips it home, gives the Jets both points, and Winnipeg just takes him and runs. I mean, we all know that, quite honestly, uh, the Panthers were the better team, but sometimes that doesn't matter. You know, you just got to get both points however you can, and that is kind of it. I think at this point, you know, I'm kind of in the boat of process be darned. I, I don't care anymore. Just get as many points as you can, consolidate your playoff seating, worry about the rest, you know, down the road. I I think with how this team is and with what they're struggling with, uh, you know, outplaying your opponents would be really nice, but I'm more focused on just getting standings points and kind of trying to avoid the Colorado Avalanche in round one. Now, of course, that wasn't the only game this weekend against a Florida-based team. We'll dive into Winnipeg's second matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning in just a moment. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a boost to my daily habits and my immune system. 
something to get my gut health going and keeping me uh, as healthy as humanly possible, especially as we're all dealing with COVID and all of these other viruses and stuff. And you might be asking yourself, well, what is AG1? How can it help me? AG1 is just one delicious scoop that helps you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, adaptogens, and probiotics. It's honestly great because it's super convenient. It doesn't cost a lot. You know, it's less than $3 a day, which is a lot cheaper than a lot of those really expensive cold brews. And it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you're doing keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free diets, they are here to make a product that's just for you. It doesn't have GMOs, nasty chemicals, or weird additives that you really don't want to see in this kind of stuff. And you don't have to just take my word for it. Athletic Greens comes with over 7,000 five-star reviews from users just like you and professional athletes, trainers, and fitness experts. So if you're ready to take back your health, now is the time to arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different vitamins, pills, and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are, uh, of course, talking about Winnipeg versus uh, the Florida men, <laughs> so to speak. If you've ever seen a Florida man meme, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I, I kind of thought, you know, this would be a really tough trip for the Jets. Somehow, like I said, they managed to best the Florida Panthers, which is kind of funny. You know, Paul Maurice giving the Jets one last bit of a favor before uh, they don't see each other again for the rest of the year. And Winnipeg you know, comes into the second game on a back-to-back, and I'm thinking to myself, all right, two points on this road trip to start would be amazing. I don't even care if the Jets lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tampa Bay would be great to beat, but it was already a lot to steal two points against the Panthers. Not going to ask for more. And yet, Connor Hellebuck comes in again, back-to-back nights, shuts the door, and gives the Jets a massive 3-2 to victory. Uh, we had goals from Nate Schmidt, you know, Niederreiter and Morgan Barron, you know, obviously these new arrivals for the Jets have been really important. I, I think Nino Ryder in particular, um, for me, has really stood out as a, a clear steal of a deal. Now, I've always been a Niederreiter fan. I was very much happy to see him join the Jets uh, a couple of years ago when he went to, was it Minnesota or, or Nashville or something? I was very much hoping that he would become a Jet. Uh, I know when Carolina was cutting salary he was one of the players that I was super interested in. Uh, you know, I think Niederreiter has always been really underappreciated. Um, he's a very, smart, very smart player, a guy who knows where to be in, in scoring positions. He knows how to find those soft spots in defensive coverages. And I think his net front work tonight, especially as the bumper on that left side of the, of the net ended up paying off big time. He scores a great opportunity, sticks it right between Vasilevsky's pads and suddenly, you know, the Jets find themselves not really in control of this game, but certainly handling, you know, a 2-1 lead. Uh, all of this after the Jets gave up the first goal in like the first two minutes. So overall, you know, Winnipeg, really important to see this um, this power play working. You know, the past couple of games, the power play has connected like three or four times. I think that's really crucial for the Jets. Uh, some things that I've liked more about the power play recently is that there's less static movement. I, I mean, 
uh, I guess that's sort of a paradox, um, a bit contradictory, but it's, it, you know, what I'm saying is the Jets power play really hasn't had great puck movement. And uh, in general is very static. I mean, you don't see the guys rotating enough. You see them maybe holding onto the puck a little bit too long, uh, occasionally skating themselves into trouble. And so what you really needed was the Jets to kind of show up, create some more chaos, create some more movement. And I think the past couple of goals that they've shown us are more in line with what I'm asking for. Now, the controversy of this game, I guess, would have been uh, Morgan Barron's goal, which was challenged for goaltender interference. Now, goalie interference for me is a coin flip, right? It, you never know what the league is going to rule. You know, I think the best way to judge goaltender interference, someone on Twitter said it really funnily and, and succinctly. If you think it's a goal, it's not. And if you don't think it's a goal, it is. That's just how the NHL seems to do a coin flip. We never really know their thought processes. Uh, this one, I would say the league got it right. Brendan Dillon came steaming in towards Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky kind of comes out of the blue paint and is off leaning to the side. For me, Dillon was holding up long enough and was kind of getting pushed a little bit in the back, not enough to really interfere his path. But I feel like Vasilevsky was already pulling himself out of the net as it was. And so for me, even though there was clear contact between Dylan and Vassy, I would say that's a goal. But again, goaltender interference is just really random with the NHL, and you can never really tell. Thankfully, the Jets ended up on the right side of this one, and that's what you love to see. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there was one more blemish, um, at least on the score sheet. Uh, Anthony Sorelli scored a shorthanded goal after Neil Pionk got caught at the blue line trying to take a shot. Shot rebounds off a defender, and it gets by him. Um, I think there was a really nice pass or something to Sorelli from Brandon Hagel. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> what can you say? Pionk this year is just having kind of a nightmare season, if we're being honest. I I really wish you knew what to do with him. Um, he He's always a really hardworking player. I mean, if the league really rewarded effort only and gave you good results off of that, he'd be one of the league's top defenders. But... Unfortunately, the part of him where he has to really perform on the ice just hasn't been there lately. So I hope that something breaks for him and that he kind of turns the season around because it's been brutal this year. Without Morrissey, this team was definitely treading water, I would say. Uh, hopefully Josh is, is back relatively soon. But somehow, despite everything, Winnipeg held you know true to this game, held firm. Connor Hellebuck put up another really massive performance. Just things you love to see and it makes the rest of this week a little bit easier, mentally speaking. Speaking of the rest of this week, we'll dive into Winnipeg's next couple of games and why these two wins have now given the Jets just a little bit more of a lifeline uh, in just a moment. Before we go any further, though, I want to shout out our friends and partners at Fan or at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but you don't want all of the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. If you've heard me talk about them, they're the only protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They come in great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and so many more. But obviously you're thinking to yourself, well, why are Built Bars so great? Is it just the flavors or are they also good for you? And the answer is yes to both. They clock in at around 130 calories, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and anywhere from 15 to 17 grams of protein. So if you're looking for something before your next workout, maybe a real meal replacement, 
or something to just snack on that doesn't fill you with guilt, Built Bars are a fantastic option. And right now you can get them at Sam's Club and Walmart in their preset variety boxes, which gives you some of their most popular flavors. But if you want to choose your own flavor, be sure to go to Built.com to customize your Built Bar box right now. I promise you, you won't regret it. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We're just wrapping up really quickly with some final thoughts on Winnipeg's upcoming slate of games. Uh, Going to be a tough one, to be honest, but um, the, the Carolina Hurricanes and Boston Bruins await the Jets this week. Boston did just lose to the Detroit Red Wings, but not exactly a team that I'm expecting Winnipeg to beat, even though the Jets will be at home. We all know that this Bruins team is just... Wow. Uh, I think they are the fastest team to hit 50 wins in a season in league history. So, yeah, if if ever you were looking at a team that's just as clear of a Stanley Cup favorite as we've ever seen, it's the Bruins. I mean, even the Tampa Bay Lightning of the past few years haven't really come close to doing what this Bruins team has. Um, Boston is is dominating and controlling games in a way that I've personally not seen sustained over an 82 game pace it's remarkable it's extraordinary it's really worth celebrating and also it won't shock me if somehow they get ousted in the first two rounds because hockey's just really stupid that way but i think for this week uh that's a game that i think would be really really hard for the jets to win but maybe linus Ulmark lets a few in i don't know who the backup is at this point uh but all the same if it's swayman or whoever else is in net uh, this, this Bruins team is still very stingy. Their power play is very good. And, you know, if you give them an inch, they take a mile. So Winnipeg really has to be on its best behavior. The game against the Canes, that one will be interesting because Carolina is a very tough customer, not a team that I think the Jets are going to have much fun with on the road. I know the Jets did just take uh, four points against the Panthers and Lightning, but Carolina is better than both of those teams a lot more consistent, a lot more controlled. I guess the only benefit to this game, or or I guess the, the slight positive, is that Carolina's uh, scoring is usually not quite as prolific as someone like Tampa Bay. I think the Lightning's top shooters tend to be a little bit better, but Carolina has so many other dangerous offensive weapons. They create through lots of movement, really aggressive forechecking, and speed, so I think for the Jets, that is a really tough matchup. I am expecting no points out of these games, but maybe Winnipeg gets uh, two out of one of them. Even a point or two would just be a really big win, especially after they already got some victories as it was on the Florida uh, swing of things. But I think the biggest thing for the Jets is that they just want to create breathing room for themselves. They are now in the third spot in the Central Division. Minnesota's dropped some results. Um, Nashville has dropped some results. The Calgary Flames are not nearly as good uh, and thankfully have kind of caught up to the Jets in terms of games played, but they are still trailing Winnipeg by six points, which is helpful because the flight or the, the Avs are only one point behind the Jets with three games in hand, and that is likely to push Winnipeg into the second wildcard spot. Um, 
Yeah, I, I really don't want to see either a Vegas or or Colorado in the first round, but the Jets may not have a choice at this point. Winnipeg is really fighting for its life to avoid these wild card spots, but there's not much you can do unless Minnesota really stumbles late in the season and Winnipeg goes on a huge run. I'm not so worried about the Nashville Predators right now. I think that they are still far enough behind to where the Jets can hopefully uh, fend them off, but I definitely uh, am worried about Winnipeg's playoff seating. I think that is a very difficult situation they find themselves in, and at this point, the only thing that they can do is just hope that they find a way through and that they can get out of the first round thanks to Connor Hellebuck. But let me know what you think of their current playoff seating. Let me know how you feel about the season so far. Are you okay with the direction the Jets have taken recently? Uh, do you think that they're going to win more than two games this week? Drop your predictions below or at my social medias at Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Make your second listen game to game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the league with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. As always, thanks so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!